0: Morning, Kingdom Life family, uh, guys. As as we've said week in and week out, we miss you so much. Um, but finally, finally, we we know that uh, we'll we'll be together soon. Um, so you know, unless unless something changes over this next week, uh, the governor has given uh, permission for churches to to meet again. Uh, so we we'll still have a few things in place like we did. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, with the, some sort of practical social distancing measures, but uh, we are really excited that we can gather together. Um, so please, uh, if you're not in that frail or vulnerable category, please join us again next week. Um, it's going to be it's going to be so good to be together. Now today is uh, it's the first Sunday when we share communion. Um, so um, I'm going to. Uh, pause this video at some stage and uh, and, so, and head home and, and, and share communion with, with my family and uh, with my church family uh, with all of you over, over video later. Um, and I'm really grateful to, to Luke for, for speaking on, on rejection and for Kat speaking on on, on comfort and, um, and and restoration last week. Uh, I'm sure that you all enjoyed those messages, and it was it was great to hear different voices. And obviously, it was it was nice for for me to have a, a little break. Um, but I've, as always, uh, I've been praying and, and asking the Lord. You know, um, where are we going, and are we are we still to be pursuing this this series that we've been on? And um, you know, guys, as a as a reminder, we we would normally call this a freedom series. You know, going after Parts of our lives that, or um, uh, well, parts of our lives where there may be wounds, or there may be these strongholds that the enemy has, where, where um, we just have these parts of our hearts and our, and our minds, parts of our history, where um, where God isn't the Lord over over all those parts of us. And I am, um, I felt the Lord saying, you know, that the next thing for for me to speak on is is rebellion. And um, the more I looked at this, the more I was um, well, I realized I wouldn't be able to get this into one sermon, and, and certainly not um, on this first Sunday where we share communion as well. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pick up that theme of, of rebellion in two weeks. Um, and I'm just going to touch on one aspect of it today, just to kind of get us warmed up and get us, get us thinking and, and, and hopefully um, create fertile ground in our hearts that uh, when we are together um, next week and then the the last uh, few weeks of may that we're going to we're going to press into um we're gonna press into this issue of rebellion um, because it's got so many different facets and i want to i want to remind you that like i said we would normally call this freedom but sort of freedom season or freedom series but the series really has been about Friendship with Jesus and getting to know Jesus. And, and this is a, a theme that, that we come back to quite often in Kingdom Life. But in this season, I, I have felt, and, and you know, the leaders in the church have felt, Jesus saying that he is He is available. He, he is wanting to encounter us. Now, of course, he's always with us. He's always around us. Uh, the invitation to welcome into our lives is, is always there. But there, there seem to be these moments where, where God says, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm imminent there's, there's more of me there's a, there's, there's, a, there's a grace to encounter him more easily than, than they otherwise might be um, and i just believe that's part of his sovereign will and so as we are looking into some of these areas and goodness you know rebellion is one um, part of part of why I, I didn't want to preach on it tonight is that as i've been looking at it i've, I've seen that there are things that i need to sort out before i speak to you, the rest of you about it um, and um yeah there's this there's, there's some there's some truths here that that are that, that i think are powerful but they can they can certainly um cause us to to reflect and to make to make some decisions and so we yeah, are not going to rush this and i'm not going to do it, do it quickly but in terms of freedom issues, you know, a lot of the things we've talked about, you know, like Luke's talk about rejection, there, there can be so many layers and so many experiences that God wants us to walk through. So, you know, judges pray once about an issue, but but um, but keep coming back to the Father and saying, Lord, you know, are there are there things that you want me to pray about? Are there are there past wounds that I, that I need to work work through? Um, That's that this desire for freedom, this desire for our hearts to be as as open and as vulnerable as possible, that we can have more of Jesus. That's that's always the point, that we can have more of Jesus, that we can reflect him more, that we will have There's some of our hearts that are that are cut off from him. That is always what we are trying to do in this series. And so um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to kind of introduce this issue of rebellion, and i um, just going to read through two scriptures. And there, there are so many more. Um, that we're going to we'll come back to you in a couple of weeks, um, but if you could turn to um, Philippians three eight, the scriptures that we'll read tonight um, we know well. Um, we're going to look at one scripture in Luke and, and this reading in Philippians. So Philippians three eight. Um, if you can just get that ready. You know, as we've as we've been going through this coronavirus um, separation and you know this life has been strange in so many, in so many ways hasn't it and um, um, Giselle in our last staff meeting when she was praying um, for the staff and for Kingdom Life you know she, she, she prayed will, um, will the why of what we do be more clear Lord, through this the why of our church family the why for this for Kingdom Life why is it that we gather and of course we have our core values and we have the we have that reason those large reasons but but we want that why to be substantial we want it to to draw us to Jesus we, we wanted to um, enable the, the passion that we have um, for more of him and for more of his kingdom to you know, to keep flowing through us and you know, during this, these few weeks um, we we've seen the world um, struggle in so many ways and and people needing answers and even you know, obviously, in our own lives, wrestling with the challenges that is presented. But you know, this this sickness has been a, a reminder to us to to be thinking about who we are as a church. What is it that we want to be? Do we want to be a place where the people that, that that need answers, people that need healing, people that need purpose, people that need to encounter God, this tangible God that we worship? That that is why we exist, to be a place where people can come and meet God. Not just the idea of God, but to meet him, to meet the one that loves them. That, um, that we would be this place, this, this conduit of God's presence pouring into people's lives. And um, as I came to thinking about rebellion, and as I came to thinking about um, the sort of questions that it asked of me, um, this, I kept coming back to this issue you know, of who, who we are as a church and what do we want to be. Um, and I, I want us to, to, to reaffirm that desire that we come together as a family to, to worship God together and to celebrate Him. And, and, and that alone is enough. But, but we have this commission from Him to, to share His kingdom and to see His kingdom meet people in their brokenness and meet people in their questions. So will you join me as we, as we go through what is going to be some quite tough material? Will you, will you join me Um, in saying, yes, Lord, I want more of you. I want more freedom. I want more of you in my life. I want myself to be sold out to you more. If that's what it takes for me to encounter more of you, if that's what it takes for people who come into these doors to encounter you. So, rebellion. Uh, As I said, I'm not going to get into this in too much detail. I I'm not going to come with this really well thought out arguments um, with a lot of scripture. Uh, I, I really kind of, I wanted to share my heart as a, as a kind of preamble to pressing into this issue. And, you know, I think, I think when I, when I first started thinking about rebellion, I, I saw it as this dichotomy between obedience and, and disobedience. And, and we will look at some scripture that shows that obviously, Disobedience is is fundamental to rebellion, and obedience is fundamental to not not falling into rebellion. But to see um, disobedience as the heart of rebellion and to see obedience as as its counter, I think, is wrong. Um, Because I believe that the counter to rebellion is love. Obviously, we sin. Obviously, we, we fall short. None of us are perfect. And every time we sin that, that is a form of rebellion. It, it, it's a form of falling short. It's a form of being disobedient to the Father. But as I've looked at this, the, what I've seen is that um, the love draws us into obedience. The response to God's love draws us into obedience. And it's the desire it's not just disobedience. it's too easier, it's too easy an idea. It's to, it places us um, kind of in control. Well, if I can just get it right, if I can just be perfect, if I can just make the right choices, then I won't be rebelling. I will be an obedient child, and, and that kind of turns us again into this kind of religious, this religious person, this religious slave, and takes us away from sonship, takes us away from being a son and a daughter of God, and stepping into um, into obedience through love. So rebellion is, it is fundamentally a choice, but I don't believe it's this choice between obedience and disobedience. I think it's fundamentally a choice over whether we're going to place ourselves above God. Obviously, when we look at scripture and we see that Satan falls, Satan falls from heaven, this beautiful archangel, one of God's highest angels, he falls because he seeks to be like God. He seeks to set his throne above God. He doesn't choose love but he places himself at the center of his world and we see with the fall in eden that that man chooses to set his will above that of god's and he falls he chooses to put himself at the beginning his self at the center and um the more i've thought about it the more i've seen this question this question is not so much of disobedience and obedience, but it's the question of who is at the center of my life. Because rebellion flows from me putting me, <laughs> me putting me at the center of my life. Me saying, what is it that I want? How can I be in control? And some of these are really blatant issues. You know, I think we can recognize that, but some of these are more subtle. You know, they can be around questions of justice. You know, someone does a wrong to me. Well, how can I get justice? again i put myself at the center i say i want to create justice and i, I don't leave space for god's wrath i don't give it to god rebellion is, is it seems to me is almost always about me taking control me putting my preferences first and not being in submission to god and of course we worship jesus we worship a savior but at the heart of the at the heart of our gospel story is submission the Savior who laid down all things in submission to the Father's will. When you turn to uh, Philippians three eight, I'm just going to read um, three eight and three nine. And we know these verses well, but Paul, this Paul, this man of this flesh, this man, um, when he, he's, he's writing about his sort of human and his fleshly achievements, he is a man who is highly esteemed. He's a Hebrew of Hebrews. He's a, he's, a, he's a Pharisee. He is zealous for the law. But let's read from 7, actually. Philippians 3, verse 7. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Paul models for us, at least in part in the scripture, what it means to be in submission. That We can aim for all these accolades of men. We can aim for knowledge. We can aim for the praise of men. We can be zealous for the things of men. But in the end, these things are nothing in comparison to Christ. And I think this is such an important part of it as we as we think about rebellion. And as we think about love, rebellion wants to say, you know, we, if we place ourselves at the center of our lives, we can be in control. You know, it's, that we can we can find life, that we can find peace, all these things. And ultimately, all of these things are lies because. Because rebellion is, <laughs> rebellion flows out of the kingdom of darkness. It doesn't flow out of the kingdom of God. And if we keep placing ourselves as, as the god of our lives, all we're going to find is exhaustion <clears throat> and unhappiness and striving, this illusion that we can control life and we can control the, the sort of harshness of life. because that's all it is, it's just an illusion. can place God at the center of our lives. We can come into submission. You know, God doesn't want, He doesn't want robots. He doesn't want um, slaves who just do what they're supposed to do. He wants sons and daughters. He wants sons and daughters who, who know, who believe that He wants the best for them. That turn their affection towards Him. That love Him. You know, of course, scripture is, scripture is full of examples of what love is. You know, it's patient, it's kind, it's, it's generous, and all these things that love is. But, you know, when I, when I think about saying that, that, our, that God has our love, that he has our attention, that we're willing to turn to him throughout our days and say, Lord, how are you? <laughs> what do you think about this day so far? That we don't get sidetracked with, with our own projects and um, work, 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 or even play, 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 but, but we're we turning to him and saying, Lord, what do you think about this? What do you have to say about this? Lord, how are you doing? And we read, read scripture that we that we worship, that we show him the affection of our heart. And as we do that, as we as we show him affection, as we turn our love towards him, and we experience more of him, we realize that there's so much life that comes from placing him at the center and allowing his love and his presence to to push away the self, to push away that way that we would be at the center. Because Jesus' death, as we say so often at Kingdom Life, his death, it, it, he tore that curtain, that veil that separated man from God, the priest from the Holy of Holies. But it's so easy to let our lives we focus on ourselves and our own desires and just to draw the curtain back again just draw this separation between us and God and and then we, we might start to wonder why does God feel so distant and wonder what he's doing but it's not him it's us you know we just when we place ourselves at the center when we rebel against the offer that he has made that if we lay down our lives if we give up everything we will find life turn to Luke 9 just two short readings today guys Luke 9, verse 23. Then he said to them all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Now, there are Christians around the world who live that very much in the physical reality, that they will indeed lose their lives in following Christ. But that is a word for all of us, regardless of our situation, and it's not just about the physical life, it's about the spiritual life as well. It's about our spirit and our souls. Are we willing to lose our lives? Are we willing to lay down our lives? Are we willing to live a life of sacrifice to Him? You know, and and it's possible to see this as As a real burden, and again we get we get trapped in this religious spirit. You know, how can I be obedient? How can I do what's needed to be done? Um, (laughs) How can I sacrifice? The sacrifice—it's it's an offering that we give to Jesus, in the same way that Jesus offered His life for us. He offered His life on the cross to the Father as a substitute for all our sins. The, the, one of the responses that we can have is say, Jesus, here is myself. Here is me. Here is the, this, the this thing that I have that I can place at the center of my life, that I can orientate my life around. I, I give it to you. I sacrifice it to you. I lay it on, on the altar, Lord. Would you take it as, as an offering from me that I give you myself, that I lay down my life, an offering to you, So I believe the Father wants to be asking us as we go into these last few sermons on freedom and, on, on, and opening our hearts up to Jesus. One of the questions he wants to ask us is, um, you know, where is our treasure? Of course, Jesus said, where well, your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, is our treasure with money? It's something that we often go to. But I want you to think about treasure more widely. Where are you going for your comfort as Catholics? Talked about last week. Where are you going for relief or for restoration? Are we do we turn to do we turn to alcohol? Do we turn to um, binging on Netflix? Um, you know, do we turn to um, you know, hanging out with friends so we're never alone? You know, so not all these things are bad, but but where they become our treasure, where we fail to give God time, where we fail to give Him lordship over our lives. These are the things that the Lord wants to draw our attention to. Some of them are bad. You know, if you're dulling your emotions with alcohol, that's bad. Um, if you are turning to anything, any idol, to satisfy a hurt and a, and a longing, then that, that is only going to bring death and not life. Some of these things are more subtle, and I believe the Lord wants to ask us, where is the treasure of our hearts at the moment? Are there places in our lives that we are turning for relief and rather to the Lord? i believe he also he wants us to to ask as importantly are there parts of our lives that aren't surrendered oh goodness i'm going to talk about this more (laughs) in a few weeks but are there those parts of our lives we're just not willing to surrender that we're still holding on to and you know we may be holding on to them because we've been hurt and we've been wondering where god has been in the past and that's why the healing of those hurts healing of rejection is so important but there may just be blatant things where we have being rebellious and we're saying, I'm entitled to my time. I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to binge and Netflix. I'm entitled to this and that and this and that. Thinking again that we find life in those things. And we don't. We find life when we sacrifice our lives. We find our life when we lay it down as an offering to Jesus. So will we... Will we rebel? and place our souls at the center of our lives? Or will we love him, and will we welcome him, and will we place him at the center of our lives? And will we seek the life and the joy and the peace that he offers us? So I'm going I'm to leave it there um, for today. Just a short word today, guys. Um, but before we go into communion, I want you to, to do one thing with your kind of homework. Um, and I'm, just, I'm going to pause now and ask you to pray. And I'm going to ask you to, to um, ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, can you show me one part of my life that is not surrendered to you? Or you can ask the question this way. Is there one part of my life where I'm putting myself at the center and not you? where I'm in control and I'm not willing to give you control. And I'm seeking my way and I'm not submitting it to your will and to your way. And I believe the Lord will be faithful. I believe that he will show you something. And when he does, repent of that thing. Say, Lord, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for holding on to this thing. I'm sorry for making this About me, about putting myself at the center. And then before you take communion, just give it to him. Give it to him and then receive forgiveness. And replace that thing with his presence. Replace it with his truth. Replace it with his lordship. So will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we declare that you are our King. You are our Lord. That you are worthy of all of us. And Lord, even as I say that, I know that there are parts of my life where I, I haven't given you sovereignty. I've, I've held on to them. But I'm going to keep praying that, Lord, that for you to have all of me. And I give you permission, Jesus, to come into my heart, to come and speak to me. I don't want to have parts of my life that are closed off to you. I don't want to place myself before you or to to draw that curtain that separates us, Lord. I want you to be king over all areas of my life. So I pray, Holy Spirit, you would come now. And speak. Lord, show me, show us, Jesus, one area of our lives where we have not given you Lordship. One area where we are wanting our will above yours. Holy Spirit speak hey guys, if you if you struggling to hear um, another question that you can ask is, ask yourself this is there, is there something in my life that I don't want God's opinion about because I'm not sure I will be able to obey what He says. If there's something that you're not willing to take to him because you're not sure you will be obedient, then you're putting yourself ahead of his will. You're putting your desire ahead of his will. And that's rebellion. And remember, we're not rebelling against a harsh God. <laughs> we're rebelling against an offer of life. An offer of more of him and his presence in our lives. So come Jesus and speak to us. guys, um, keep praying if you need to and um, hold on to what the Holy Spirit speaks and uh, give it to him before you take communion. So um, I'll be back with my family shortly. God bless you. Hey Kingdom Life family. Uh, We are going to share communion from our front lawn today um we uh we missed you guys and uh, one week to go we will see you all soon so um just a, a reminder uh, if you've listened to the sermon um if the lord spoke to you and uh, and the, or the spirit you know exposed as a part of our part of your life that um that he's still wanting control over then then bring that to you also uh, give that to jesus as an offering um, before receiving communion and then receive communion knowing Um, that you're forgiven and, and just invite Jesus into that space. Okay. So on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he was eating with his disciples and he took bread and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body broken for you. And at supper too, he took a cup of wine and he said, this is my blood. Which is shed for you it is shed for the forgiveness of sins and he told us to eat this bread and drink this wine in memory of him so share communion together and know that you receive the body and the blood of christ and be reminded that your sins are forgiven in jesus name okay Body of Christ broken for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. Grace, the body of Christ broken for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. Joseph, the body of Christ broken for you, and the blood of Christ shed for you. Like Kingdom Life family, may God bless you this week. May His may His face shine upon you. Mm-hmm. I pray that you will know His presence in all that you do, and we look forward to seeing you all next week. God bless you. Mm (laughs) Bye-bye.